And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back with you to talk about NASCAR at Daytona, IndyCar at Gateway. Uh, The playoffs are set. We're going to talk about the playoffs. We're going to make some predictions later on, you know, who we think is going to make it through the rounds. Um, We'll talk all about Daytona, the crazy stuff that happened there. And then, Alex, you had a really cool um, day yesterday. IndyCar at Gateway, you were there. We're going to talk about kind of what you went through, Alex, and um, what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You got to do some more cool stuff, as always. You always get to do cool stuff at the track. And um, we got some really good tea. Silly season still going. Zach Brown is talking some trash, as always. Um, maybe another new TV partner coming in for NASCAR. So a lot of good tea. And then, of course, Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. Dramatic turn in the NASCAR side with Alex getting... Um, the pick right at Daytona. So packed episode. And yeah, I mean, I guess Alex, I guess we're ready I'm to excited. go. Yeah. And you know, again, I'm, Oh my God, my mouse is being weird. Um, so I guess we'll talk, we'll talk later about how IndyCar was at, um, gateway. Cause again, you had a busy day yesterday going there and how far away was gateway for you? That's like three hours, right? It's a uh, three and a half hours. Girl. I've been thinking about going to Martinsville. It just depends. You've been thinking about that since I've known you, and you I... still haven't gone. <laughs> and I've known you for like what four or five years. Well, hey, like, I'm going. You still haven't been. I'm going to the Spring Bristol race if it's on concrete. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to that. I don't know if there even <laughs> is going to be a Spring Bristol race. Well, then I guess I'm not going. So, so um, it depends what the vibes are in October because I'm, I'm I got to move, so pr- probably not. But mm-hmm. anyway, so. NASCAR at Daytona, the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Is it the best Coke ever? Mmm. <laughs> you need to try it first. <laughs> I think I yeah. need more. Listen, I'm fine. They can throw commercials every five laps as long as it always includes Chase Elliott drinking the Coke, but not removing the eye contact from me. I think that was great. Yeah, I. the commercials were overbearing. I was not a fan but not there were, that there were one. too many that it was one, weird i i totally didn't feel uncomfortable from the chase elliott one that was that was fine perfectly fine but but yeah as you said zach though the the playoffs they're set we're gonna make predictions there at the end of the nascar segment but how about chris busher as you said i picked him for fantasy he did win again wow rfk oh my god they are not messing okay. around they no, are putting, here to play. They are putting all their R's, all of their F's, and all of their K's out on the table. They have they have brought all they're <laughs> gonna bring out more letters soon. They are hitting it right now. They are slaying three out of the last five races. Chris Busher has won. And it's again it's I mean Brad Kislowski could have won Richmond. Brad Kislowski could have won Daytona. Michigan, I didn't watch Michigan, so <laughs> but I I mean this it's not just the 17 team, even though it's really easy for us to just talk about the 17 team. Brad's been there and he was a big part mm-hmm. on you know why this team's performing well. Why I mean obviously he pushed the 17 to the win. Um very, very good stuff. For reminds me a little bit of the 2012 Daytona 500 with those those Roush cars. I mean, you know, Roush honestly yeah. If you look in the past, like, I want to say, like, decade and a half, most of their wins have come here at Daytona, right? I mean, you think about McKenseth winning the 500, Stenhouse and his wins at, uh, well, he at least got one win at Daytona, and then David Reagan, like, this is a pretty good track for them, good place for them, and 
Um, I know it means a lot to Brad. Brad also has one win here from Pinsky, but yeah, I mean, you know, solid. They put themselves in position. They worked together, stuck to the plan, uh, did what they were trying to do, what have almost did in February. And yeah, I mean, so that's all you can really say. And um, a little bit of an anticlimactic finish, I will say, which sometimes, especially after the scary wreck we saw, probably a good thing, <laughs> uh, of course. Um, I, I liked it personally. I thought it was fun. I mean, I think the, our fantasy battle really helped with that yeah. and the nerves of like, is Chase Elliott actually going to win and make that it That was compelling. That made that race really compelling. I can't lie. Because I, I wanted the memes of him missing it personally, and we got them. I'm very happy about that. But yeah, RFK, they're having their best season since 2013 when Carl Edwards was still there and Greg Biffle was still there. Like, they haven't had a season as good in a decade. It's been that long, and I'm, I'm happy to see it. I didn't think it would happen this fast with Brad coming on over there. Yeah. But really cool. Happy to see it. Really cool. Yeah, I mean, just good job from that team all around because, and we'll talk later, I mean, I think this, both those teams, I think, are looking at deeper playoff runs than I think we would have said even 10 weeks ago. Like, they were going to have to, I mean, Chris Buescher's winning races like it's nothing. I mean, he has Mm -hmm. only Truex and, who else has three wins this year? Kyle Busch, Truex, uh, William Byron. Byron. Like, who else? Not even Larson. Larson only has two wins. I mean, Hamlin, right? I think it's like, just those. So he's in elite company right now. So, yeah, or at least I, I don't know if elite company is the right word, but he's, you know, he's one of the better drivers this year. And, you know, I think the stats compare with the top of the field right now. Yes, he's top. He is top. That's a great way to say it. he's top of the field right now. He's there. I mean, so mm-hmm. um, and, you know, Brad, honestly, Brad, if he would just get some wins, he's not that far behind. So. Um, but let's yeah. go ahead and talk about the race. And we talked about, I talked about the ending, how it was a bit anticlimactic for me, which I can't believe I'm saying that because like, really, I'm just glad that race finished at that yeah. point because this yeah. easily could have just been in another hour of just wrecking back to back to back. And it wasn't, I think that's why I felt fine about it. I felt like, very I fine enjoyed about it. it. We only had two big crashes. Yeah. We'll talk about those. So, but like this, this wasn't like an annoying super speedway race, and I feel like we've been saying that more often with this car, which I think is nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. I I miss enjoying Daytona and Talladega. I think the Daytona 500 was a better race. Personally, I don't like the ending, obviously, right. at that race, but. Overall, this was solid super speedway race. Yeah, very compelling, especially as the playoff cutoff. I hate that it's moved from July 4th, but man, I just, it's hard to argue against the racing we saw and the drama. And I think it was the right move. Unfortunately, I think it is the right move. I think there's still potential to move Atlanta to that spot, but that's not what we're talking about. I forgot what I was going to say, but, um, it was something. Oh, Twitter, um, or X. So a lot of people were posting, not tweeting, posting about how they did, they like a lot of negative perceptions about super speedway racing. And obviously, Alex, it was because of the Ryan Priest crash. That's why mm-hmm. we cannot do super speedway racing anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It needs to change. This is ridiculous. We're tearing up all these cars. But if you look, I mean, we only we had one big run. Sorry, one big one. And then. Um, the Ryan Priest crash, Flip. right? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> super speedway standards and for being a cutoff race. That's not bad. It's not that bad. We could have had a lot more. Yeah. 
And Zach, I've said on the podcast before, it's like, I'm sick and tired of super speedway racing. We should get rid of it. I've, I've said that before, but that was when they would just have stupid crashes over and over and they couldn't finish the stupid race. Right. This is not that. We've mm-hmm. seen these kind of incidents before and there's better safety nowadays. I know this car has issues with causing concussions and everything. Yeah. But... Like, we've seen big flips like that. Sure, it's probably been, I think, 18 years, 19 years since the last flip, like, Ryan Priest's. Like, that that was was nasty. That was. I haven't seen something like that since. Earliest I can recall in NASCAR specifically is probably Elliot Sadler's uh, crash at Talladega. Ryan Newman's in that 2003, 2004 era. There were some crashes like this. And then it also reminds me of the Rusty Wallace flip. That is mimicked in cars for the King's <laughs> Shut flip. up. I was it going al- to make a joke. I haven't seen that since I saw cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's based on a real crash that happened. Right. So it, those are the three that I can think of that remind me of this. I've never and, seen yeah. that. Like in NASCAR, I've never seen a car flip like that since I've been watching. It's scary. It was. I did not like that moment. I hated how Mm. quiet TV was. I understand why they were quiet, but I thought bro was hurt. I really did. I did not like that moment, but, um, I, there's nothing else to really say from, from me about that because it's just like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then we like, we get into the topic of like the grass causing it and all this stuff. And yeah, but the grass is there because of the road course, right? You know, so it's like, wh- what can you really do about that? Um, but no, like that flip was just unreal. It looked like it was from NASCAR Racing 2003, the game. Like, yeah, how the cars were just literally flipped like dozens and dozens of times when it didn't look physically possible. So, yeah, and he just kept going. Like, I was, I was like cursing at my TV. Like, I could not believe what I was watching. Oh, yeah. We just haven't seen this in current era NASCAR. Like, even Gen 6, we didn't see anything really like this at all. Yeah. Like, you would see, like, one flip or, like, they'd go airborne and come right back down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm, I'm sure NASCAR is going to look at the everything with the crash with, like, the roof flaps and the window net. They're going to look at everything with this car, like, what failed, what worked and everything. Uh, Ryan Priest did go to the hospital that night, and he is now out of the hospital back at home, which is great news. Um, I do want to say, and I've always believed this, is that head-on impacts are much worse than actual, like, flips. The flips just look a lot worse visually than head-on impacts because there's less damage to the car. But with head-on impacts, such as Ryan Blaney's, that is a much more vicious hit that I think you're more likely to see an injury out of. I think with the flip with Priest, like this is a new car. We have these safety issues, you know, going on. You know, it's that's a thing. But with Blaney's, the fact that he got out of that car like alive, that's a miracle. Like 20 years ago, that wouldn't happen quite frankly. And it's with the safer barriers and the other safety innovations that have happened, such as the Hans device. But these head-on impacts, these guys are able to get out of these cars I mean, now. Yeah, that was exactly like yeah. Dale Earnhardt's fatal crash. 
It was. And yeah. you're right, because it, um, the, mm-hmm. the rolling dissipates all the energy. And honestly, it's almost better if the car looks more damaged, because it means the car took the beating and not the driver. You know, like we don't. That means the car did its job. That's why F1 cars, F1 cars are designed when they wreck to completely fall apart. Right. Mm-hmm. But then also the cockpit area still stays, you know, intact because obviously that's important. So, yeah, I mean, Priest's car obviously destroyed, but, you know, good thing the car took the beating. Apparently the roof hatch came off and the I saw the window net fly open. And I mean, which like, you know, you might want to be like, oh, well, they should work on making that not happen. But also, bro, the whole car is tumbling. Every single part of that car took damage. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and like I. And like I said, NASCAR is going to look at all that. Oh, yeah. 100%. They're going to look at that. Yeah. I'm not even, like, I'm not even thinking they're not going to. Like, they are going to. They're probably already looking at it all day today. But that right. car went straight to the R&D center, so. But, yeah, thankfully, everyone is okay. Hopefully, um, Blaney's okay, too. And then, just, like, long-term and everything. Yeah, Blaney's and, uh, taking Ty some Gibbs was also, I know he has, especially this year. But uh, Ty Gibbs was also involved in that incident. Just going for that state, the stage points and that stage two. This is the final lap of stage two. Gibbs could have made it in on points if he got a whole bunch of points and Bubba finished low. Bell caused that accident, right? But it was Bell on the back bumper of Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bell, it was a it was a bad push onto Gibbs. And then it just said tie into the 12 and then it caused the big crash. And to me, again, this was just a product of this kind of racing. Love it or hate it. That's how Daytona and Talladega, and now I guess Atlanta no, are. Atlanta's that's not how different. Atlanta is. They didn't do that yeah, at Atlanta. Atlanta's different. They didn't wreck like that at Atlanta. Don't put... Do not but, disrespect Atlanta like that. I know you didn't just disrespect with, Atlanta like that. But with this crash, it again, it just wasn't annoying because you can have the big one branding makes sense. Because you're not having 20 big ones. You're just having a big yeah. one. That's why mm-hmm. they always called it the big one. Right? So I think it's fine as long as the safety innovations are there and continue to be improved upon. And I, I think NASCAR yeah. will continue to do that. That's I agree. I think that race gets stupid if there's one more caution. Like if there's yep. another overtime. I agree. Which again, we talked about this at the Daytona 500. Just one overtime. That's all we need. And we saw it in Xfinity, I believe. I mean... They just kept wrecking each other because, well, I mean, they literally wrecked, like, I think on the restart because there's no, I mean, you want to wreck people. You want another restart. That's that's how mm-hmm. you get up the field at most points. I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. One overtime. That's all we really need. And, um, yeah, we saw we saw what the RFK cars up top. They pushed to the win. We saw Kevin Harvick. Some some people say he got a little bit bit, bit of payback on Chase Elliott by uh, dragging the brake a little bit on that lane. <laughs> I'm here I for it. I want to believe that theory. I'm here I for it. I want to believe it. I'm here for it, man. I think it's funny. Yeah. Um, something that really intrigued me is the strategy that went into this race because we talked about Hendrick Motorsports. They had Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman both needing a win to get in. And they had, I believe they had byron with bowman and then they had larson with elliot is that right i think so yeah larson and yeah, elliot so they, were up top and then i think the other two were on the bottom well yeah so they let's had not, let's one not of their drivers that. with one <laughs> let's not read into that too the much the other they had the other driver with the other right 
Yeah. And that was an interesting strategy. I think it made sense. It was obviously pre-planned, but it wasn't able. Zach is still laughing at his little quote. Right, do you get it? I, I, I know what okay. you're saying. Yes. It's really funny. Sorry, I'm being a 12-year-old. I'm sorry. But, Rick Hendrick's trying to tell anyway. us something. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was interesting. And it didn't work out, obviously. Chase Elliott almost won this race, but does not make playoffs. He does make the owner's playoffs, though. What do we think about that? You know, NBC loves it. Zach is still laughing. I'm laughing now. Well, I'm laughing at the, the Chase Elliott thing now because I literally tweeted yesterday. NBC, well, okay. They did. So Ryan DaCosta confirmed this to us, but. Um, they did make that same owner's points graphic for Kurt Busch or the 45 team last year. Mm-hmm. And when Bubba started to drive know the that, 45, to be honest. I did not know that, to be honest. But what I'm saying, though, when I made my tweet that said that NBC is going to be talking about the owner's playoffs just as much, maybe not just as much, but like a lot. They're going to be talking about the owner's playoffs a lot. I'm saying, you know, on the left, how it has that little scoreboard of the playoff standings. Mm-hmm. Honey. We're going to see it. I don't know if it's going to be two of them, but they're going to switch to the owner's playoffs a lot. I'm pretty sure, especially if the nine car is like right around the bubble, which he will be because he yeah. sucks. So <laughs> he's also has no I don't think the nine car has any playoff points, which is kind of crazy. Um, So I don't I don't I think he might have one from a stage win. I don't think he's won a stage, which Maybe. is crazy. I don't know doesn't matter i didn't a lot yeah so, so but i'm saying that we're gonna be seeing i'm i'm talking seeing it on tv that's what i'm saying yeah like they're they're gonna show it on tv like as much as they can while chase is still in the in contention yeah i agree yeah so that's that's just something you, you can tell me i'm right later because it's going to happen but but yeah i mean it's also I, let's talk about this. So Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman, now that they've actually officially missed the playoffs, I feel like we can really kind of delve into this. And obviously they had injuries um, this year and Chase Elliott self-inflicting a one race suspension, which at this point with the point gap, would that have even made a difference? I wonder. I don't know what the... Um, I don't... I think he was too far back. Probably. But either way, so Chase Elliott... Like, yes, these guys had unfortunate things happen to them, but also you're Chase Elliott, and, like, there's almost no excuse to not get a win in the other, what, like, 19 races? You know? And Mm -hmm. I think that makes finishing second on Fontana really hurt. I think that makes finishing second to Michael Flipping McDowell hurt a lot. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a no-excuse kind of thing, and... Same thing with Alex Bowman, who probably definitely had enough points to make it in on points before he had a disastrous summer and started wrecking every week, which there's still kind of some rumors of he's still not really driving the same after that injury to his back, which it makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where you feel he he's not able to feel the car the same. That's the rumor. But um, yeah, how, what do well, you think about that, Alex? So to touch on what you said, you're getting it from Denny Hamlin's podcast. I think so. Right? Is that what? I don't know. Yeah, because Denny, <laughs> Denny broke his back, right? Right. Uh, about a decade ago, and he talked about it. It's like your back, it connects to your butt, and you feel the car through your butt, basically. Oh. Yeah, we're going back to oh, the He's on, the, bo- he's on the bottom? He's on the bottom? Yeah, yeah. With Byron? But, that, but that's... <laughs> Byron's but that's, pushing him? It, it, but it impacts right how they can... 
it impacts how they can drive the car if they can feel it oh. you know the and everything so that's how it that's what benny hamlin was saying oh. on his podcast yeah because so he couldn't the, he, what they're saying about he Alex couldn't f- let me stop i'm gonna stop right now <laughs> yeah you're about to get replaced by jackson <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking no you're not but, um <laughs> not you're I'm really not though uh, you're really um, not you're so over me <laughs> I feel but, like I'm on um, DBC right now. DBC makes more sexual jokes than we do, to be honest. We, at the at the start, we made a lot. We made a lot of. I feel start. like I make more now, but that's my opinion. But anyway, that's what Denny was saying on this podcast that you were alluding to, and that might be part of Alex Bowman's recovery because Denny said that he didn't get that feeling back for quite a while. Yeah. Um. Moving on though, uh, Martin Truex Jr. won the regular season championship. And he got uh, 15 additional playoff points. And you get playoff points for where you finish uh, the regular season in points. Uh, Truex and Byron are tied at the top of the playoff grid with 29 points above the cut line. Yeah. That's a a really good advantage, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And... I They were talking about this on the Teardown. I wish there was more like hoopla around the regular season champion. Mm-hmm. And I was even thinking on like Twitter um, that like I kind of wish the regular season champion had like a like I know people said that they should have an automatic buy to the final four. I don't know about that. And Not I, final four. No. No. I just like the idea that they should get even something more extra. Like I get points are cool, but like I'm I'm almost like, what if they gotta buy through the round of sixteen? So that their playoffs yeah, don't even That's what I've heard. Yeah. I've never heard championship four. I think that's ludicrous. So you first round though, I think that's fine if they yeah. were to do that. I wouldn't mind if they didn't do that. Quite honestly, honestly, they get a bunch of points now. Yeah. I just wish there was Because something. they're getting the equivalent of three wins. Yeah. Yeah, but like over second place though, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing over second place besides a few points, which I mean that that does matter. Let's be real, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all gonna even out, and yeah, you know, if they were gonna add anything, uh, the round of sixteen buy is fine. I, but even then, they probably don't. I'm I, just making stuff I, up. I like how they do it now. Yeah, I don't hate it. Do we need more addition? Like more attention toward it? I don't really think so. Like, TV talks about it when it gets clinched. They get a trophy for it from NASCAR. I think that's enough. Like, it, it doesn't need to be, like, celebrated. Like, oh, my gosh. We are regular season champions. Woohoo. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, your your real goal is in 10 weeks. Like, I, I remember that picture the first year they did this in 2017? Like, they started celebrating regular season, and then Truex and Cole Pern just looked pissed off because they lost the win at Richmond. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, and Truex was, like, holding the trophy with, like, the most blank, not caring face ever. Wow. Yeah. Good times. So, I I think they do enough, personally. When I was listening to the teardown and I heard them saying that, that we need to emphasize it more, I'm like, I think it's emphasized enough, personally. Only way you could emphasize it is, as we said, giving the first round by, which I really don't even think is necessary, unless you want to give more points for winning the that yeah but so before we get into our predictions we're gonna do a little points update for currently the bottom four going into the playoffs are mcdowell sinhouse harvick and bubba wallace it's very tight around the 
uh, cut line. Only guy, there's only top five that are more than double digits ahead of the cut line. So mm-hmm. it's going to be changing a lot. Yeah. Playoff grid predictions. Are you ready to talk about our predictions? Zach? I am ready. I'm not sure how we're going to format it on the dock, but I do have it pulled up on my other thing. So I guess so we could always I'm, just worry about that later or what? So I'm thinking that we'll say it out loud. And then on Sunday, for anyone who doesn't listen or wants to recap, I'll have a graphic up on the pod Twitter before the graphic okay. starts. For our visual learners out there. Um, yes. But while you type that, do you want me to say the first four I have out in the round of 16? Yeah, go for it. Who you so, got? First out. So I think the two obvious ones that people are going to point at are Michael McDowell and Ricky Stenhouse. And I do have them out in the round of 16 because there's just nothing telling me that they're going to take their performances up. And Michael McDowell especially has really kind of been struggling outside of that Indy road course win lately. I feel like he's, he has not been putting together promising results. And I don't even think – I mean, they're, they already have like no playoff points. So I got Stenhouse – McDowell, then here are my two big names I have missing out. Kyle Bush and Ryan Blaney. So, yep. Okay. Sten- Stenhouse, McDowell, Bush, and Blaney. And um, Do you want me to go ahead and explain why I have those two out, or... Let me let me say mine. Yeah, cause we might quick. have the same. We might have the same. Okay. So mine, I also have Michael McDowell. And I also have Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Okay, so yeah. I also have Ryan Blaney. Ooh, out girl. Girl. Round to 16. And I want to talk about Kyle Busch. Uh, but I have Kevin Harvick. Kevin out. Harvick. So I thought about putting Kevin Harvick. I really did. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you why I didn't put Kevin Harvick. Because that four team really does maximize their results. They have been running really good at Darlington lately. Traditionally, they're really good at Bristol. And I think Kansas, they're going to knock out a top 10. I think just with, I mean, I know they don't have a lot of playoff points. I, they, they, they are below the cut line right now. I just think with a lot of guys making mistakes, that four team will not be one of the teams making mistakes. And I can see them easily getting through the round of 16. Um, so, so you want, yeah, go ahead. The, the, the reason I, don't have Harvick moving out for the first run is because of his interview after Daytona. He said that he just doesn't know what they're going to do in the playoffs. And he just seems like he doesn't really care. I think he's ready to be done. He, he said he wanted to be done years ago when he was on the Dale Drew download. He planned on retiring in like 2021, but then the new car got delayed. He's been ready to be done for a while. I think, I think ever since 2020, that season, it, He's just kind of been ready to be done. He's doing this last season for the fans. God, yeah. Like, if anyone's capable, it's Kevin Harvick, right? Yes. But but we, you don't think... And I, I mentioned this to you Saturday night after that interview I saw because I'm like, bro mm-hmm. must be, like, traumatized from 2020 because he busted his ass to try to win that championship and he couldn't even make it to the Final Four. Historic like, season, yeah. Like, you're right. I mean, he would have... I mean, that was a... He would have like clinched that championship with like a race to go if it was a regular season, uh, or like a regular mm-hmm. championship. Like, yeah, like he, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that has kind of impacted him, honestly, mm-hmm. because you're right. But I just, I think it just, again, I think the four teams just going to do business as usual. I, and I think that's good for them. They're not going to 
try too hard. And I think that's what really gets a lot of these guys out in the first round. Darlington. Darlington is such a perfect race to start the playoffs off. It's so evil. Like, you're, it's the most grueling race of the year. And we're starting our championship battle with it. Like, that's crazy. Right. So, so I mentioned Kyle Busch. And I guess I'll start with my round of 12. I think Kyle Busch will be out in round of 12. Right. I think Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick are going to go back and forth for that final spot in the first round. So Kyle Busch, at one point, I thought he was like a lock for championship four, just looked really strong. But in the past, over the summer, what happened? They, they, they wreck. So many like mechanical they issues. Wreck, They've been wrecking. Or he gets a speeding penalty. Well. Or yeah. pit road penalty. And um, we forgot to talk about Blaney. We'll get to him in a minute. But yeah, like I just, the eight, the eight car. 18, they have really fallen apart since the, I feel like they're win at Gateway. We just have not seen them. And they've just been dropping in the yeah. points. And I mean, I, yeah, that's why. I, and so the whole kind of failure to execute thing the 18 is a team I see wrecking at Darlington, then having a pit road issue at Kansas. And then, yes, Kyle Bush, pretty good at Bristol. He could pull out a win at Bristol. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? But I don't see it happening just with how they've been performing mm-hmm. lately. See, the thing with Kyle Busch is he could be championship four. He totally could. No, I don't think so. I really don't. I think he can, but it's just like the results recently have not shown it. The potential's there, I agree. I think. So, yeah. um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Did you have something else you wanted to say about Kyle Busch? Nope. (laughs) Nope. Got nothing else to say about Kyle Busch. (laughs) So. Ryan Blaney, you wanted to go back to him. I don't really have anything to say. The results aren't there. He's not running well. Business as usual for him. He's going to not deliver. He's going to, if he does get in a good position, he's going to lose the good position. But Penske also has just been struggling. They've just been struggling hard. And, I mean, they've had a, well, well, no, yeah, he's in on a win. He would have been in on points, but, you know, it, it wouldn't have been comfortable, I imagine. So, Well, he would have been where Bubba Wallace was. I mean, he would not have had a win, so it would have dropped it down, but still. Yeah. It just wouldn't just, have been good. Yeah. He's he's just going to be here, and Darlington's not necessarily a good track for him. Kansas hasn't... I don't think Kansas has been that good for him. I don't know. And then Bristol's been... He mad. has... He's done good at all three of these, specifically Kansas and Bristol, but he's just not able to close out the deal. Yeah. Like, he... You can't you can't execute like these second half of the races. Like I, I, there's been moments where he's like, oh, he's really good at this. There's a bad moment, then he gets really like he recovers, gets really a lot better, and it it just it's just not there. And this year, it just seems like which is all bad vibes. Like he could advance, I guess, but honestly, I think he's gonna be only below or only above the 47 in points. I think the 34 is gonna be actually higher than the 12 yeah once you're at the end of the round here probably and then go back to the round of 12 as i said kyle bush i have out i'm curious what you think of this yeah i also have ross chastain out okay i have brad keselowski out oh what and i have and i have um um, you sound like I'm, Wendy Williams. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. The truth. I have bubble. I have bubble wall. That's now. why you went. Um, <laughs> you didn't want to. No, <laughs> no, I have. So listen, I like drew these in my phone. 
and I, I thought it was the 22 and I was like that ain't right I thought I wrote right. the 22 yeah. out I'm like no that ain't right so uh, Kyle Busch Ross Chastain Brad Keselowski Bubba Wallace okay so I also have Bubba out I also have Ross Chastain out but the other two I have out are of Kevin Harvick so which you had out the last mm-hmm. round and then um, out in the round of 12 is also going to be Tyler Reddick for me so I have okay. are you ty- okay you're typing them so both 2311 cars Harvick and Chastain and my thing with the 2311 cars it's going to be a failure to execute once again that's my reasoning and um, I thought about putting Bell in for one of these guys like kind of like maybe Chastain or Reddick Reddick I didn't want to put Reddick mm-hmm. here because that 45 team genuinely is pretty fast but they don't execute a lot of times. And I know there's a road course in there, but I mean, he didn't look at it. Watkins Glen. I mean, I don't want, I, I don't think he's going to be able to bank on the Roval. And if he, if he has to, I don't think he's just, he's going to be able to just go out and win it. So, um, and Chastain, honestly, Chastain, honestly, I think I thought about having him out in the round of 16. I just think he's going to execute a bit better than the 12 and the eight. He's I just so, Ch- so. I feel like he's so Chastain's slow. been. Chastain has been MIA since Nashville. Well, I think Chastain, the Bristol and Darlington and uh, Kansas. I think those are good tracks for him. But then Texas and Talladega. I just I'm not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it for and that that's, round. That's how I. That's how I feel about the 2311 cars. Yeah, I think Bubba Wallace specifically. Bubba Wallace. The only reason he makes it out of the first round is because of Kansas. That has been 2311's track. That's been Toyota's track in recent memory. And I think that's why Bubba Wallace will advance to this round. I have Tyler Reddick making it out of this round. But I don't know. It, Chastain, I just don't I don't see it this year. And Bubba, we both have him out here. Uh, what, what was your thought for keeping Bubba or letting Bubba advance out of the first round? Because a um, lot of people are going to have him out in the first because he's coming in last. I guess. Be- I, I under- But I think it was Kansas, and he's not that bad at Bristol, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe someone did- – I feel like someone said that, and it's not true. Like, I don't know. But he's okay there, I think. He's okay. But I think yeah. Kansas – like, he's going to get a really good result at Kansas. And, and I just think, again, the eight car is going to crash. Like, the eight car is yeah. going to crash, and Blaney, I just don't think, is going to be fast enough to where the 23 is definitely going to be faster than the 12, I think, at almost all of these races. Like, I could see yeah. Bubba getting a top five at Darlington. Yeah. Right. So He's good. And then my last one I have is Brad Keselowski, which I know is so uh, that's contradictory. Insane. That's insane to me. To what I've been saying about Talladega. I think, I've been saying for a while Brad's going to win this Talladega race. But you think there's a curse? But I'm... I'm starting to think it might be Chris Busher who wins that race just because of how this season's going for RFK. I don't know. But, Jeez, uh, Chris, how I come don't... you have two hot dogs? That's that's RFK right now. <laughs> but I don't know. RFK, I just don't think he's going to have the points. I don't think he's going to have a bad round. I think he's going to be like right there at like ninth in points when they go in after the Roval. So I think it's going to be close. I think he'll get there, but or it's going to be close to getting there. But uh, oh, no. yeah. So round of round of eight. Would you like to start this time, Zach? With round yes, of eight? I will. If my internet wants to corroborate. Um. So round of eight, I have out 
Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, and William Byron. Hey. And yeah, so my notice I have not said Chris Busher out of a round yet. When you said Christopher, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Busher. Okay. Nope. Christopher Bell. Um, so go ahead. Let, I, I want you to say yours and then we'll just talk about it all. Go ahead and say yours. All right. So I have Christopher Bell. I have Joey Logano. And I have Tyler Reddick. And I have William Byron out in this round. So pretty, I think, do we have the same final four? I think we do. Wait, you haven't said we Chris Busher out either. Oh, we have the same final four. We have the same final okay. four. Okay. I'm curious who your champion is. Okay, let's start with friend of eight. Me though, too, because I kind of forgot the thing about um, that. I think I picked somebody, though. I did pick somebody. All right, so anyways. Bell, Bell and Logano, I just don't see this being their championship year. It's an... First of all, it's an odd year for Logano. He ain't making it. Pinsky's off this year anyway. I love how that's the reasoning because it's not wrong. It's an odd year for it, Logano. It's true. It's so true. Team Pinsky, they really do. They're like the tides. They're like the tides. Yeah. They're like that in IndyCar too. Mm-hmm. Honestly, at this point, we'll talk about it's, that later. It's so weird. Because last year was a t- year of Team Pinsky. It's, this year, this hell year no. It's not. Girl. Um, You're a far FK. Bell. <laughs> Bell could make the final four, I guess. I bro, I, I almost didn't want to put him in the round of eight. They're also yeah. they also fail to execute, which honestly, that could bite them in the round of sixteen. I just think they have the yeah. speed. They are pretty fast. That's um, true. Bell Bell could be the shocker exit in round of sixteen, hundred percent. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, Logano's just met, and then Byron. Look, I th- we have to talk about Byron. I think this is the most interesting exit for both of us here because. I think he's obviously he's the first seed tied for the first seed five wins this year. Why would we say William Byron in a Hendrick car is not going to make it to the round of uh, the round of uh, the, the, the the championship four? When if you look at the round of eight, there's Martinsville, which he has a win at. There's Homestead, which he has a win at. And then there's Las Vegas, which he also won at this year. Right. So he's on mm-hmm. all three of those tracks. But yet we both say that he is not going to advance out of that round. Alex, why do we think that? I want you to go first. I think there's several reasons. One, I think he's only able to win when he has the best car. <gasps> that and is so T. That is T. Yeah. like I, You're also, dragging I him. Just, I just don't think he's going to be able to handle the pressure that's what i was going to say he's a little boy with a bunch of men that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah he's going to crack that team's going to crack they have cracked during during the summer with no pressure on them Mm -hmm. exactly i just think that team's going to fall apart at whatever race it's here's the thing though it's going to be it's probably going to be at martinsville i think and we see martinsville you cannot pass at martinsville yeah. Last year at Martinsville, despite winning the spring race, the 24 sucked. Martinsville yeah. 2 last year. Yep. Why? I don't know. But they did. And like I said, the 24, they, they'll probably get a couple wins in the playoffs, maybe one or two. But, like, they're going to have the best car that day. Like, look back at all of his wins this year. He just had the best car. 
Yeah. He didn't have to defend. He didn't have to fight for it. He didn't have to do anything for it, quite frankly. He just had to bruise and stay in first. Or he took but advantage of mistakes. We're going to be into the playoffs. Yeah. Exactly. Remember like early in the year? Glint. Early in the year, he kept taking advantage of like late race restarts and just having good restarts and stuff. Exactly. Which, um, which uh, yeah. So, but I just think, well, from what I saw over the summer and just knowing his lack of experience getting that far in the playoffs, I don't see him going far. I just that far i obviously he's going to go far but that's that's kind of my thinking too and yeah. what i'm thinking is and now let's let's go ahead and transition to our championship four because i believe we all have and i'll bold my championship pick in a minute i'm just typing them out as i have it um who is it night uh yeah 17 so we have in our championship four we have truex which you know he's truex he's going to be really fast i think really consistent same thing with the 11 mm-hmm. team they're very fast very consistent i think they're the two best teams right now obviously fought for the regular season championship we have chris mm-hmm. busher who again <laughs> crazy but Bizarre. really fast never would have thought that and really consistent probably the third best car this year so far somehow and he's then able to finish the races he is and then why do we have kyle larson i'll go first homestead is he yep, going to win Homestead? He's going to win Homestead. Yeah. Is he going to win Martinsville? Maybe not. But he honestly, he's gotten really good at Martinsville lately. And I think that team with at least their experience, all the issues they've had this year, I don't think that's a failure to execute, except for the Watkins Glen thing. Right. But yeah. most of it's just been bad luck. And I mean, maybe the bad luck will follow them into the playoffs. I don't know. It We can't really predict that. So yeah. I'm just going out on a limb and saying that, you know, the five team probably shouldn't, but I think they will make the championship four, just because yeah. they're gonna they're pro- they'll probably win at Homestead or Vegas. Who knows? So, yeah. Kyle Larson has the opposite problem of William Byron is that he doesn't win at the races that he's the best car in all the time. Larson is able with his crew chief; they're really able to take advantage more often than not of when they don't have the best car, they're able to improve it throughout the race and then go on to win. Like Martinsville. 24 cannot Richmond. The 24 cannot do that. Yep. Five can. I think that's what sets him apart. I think he's going to win Homestead more than likely. Yeah. Uh, We'll see how the mountain halves go, but Larson, I think he's going to be there. Uh, Another one I want to talk about is let's talk about Chris Buescher. Let's talk about him really quick. Like you kind of touched on it. it. I think the consistency is there. I think he's going to be the guy who makes it on points. I think he's going to beat William Byron on points. Honey. To be the last guy in there. I know you're not saying Chris Buescher is going to make it on points when he's won three of the last five races at he three might. completely different Listen, types of tracks. That's insane to me. He could end up me. winning Martinsville. He could sure. win Martinsville. He could win Las Vegas. I don't know where this guy can't win right now. To be honest, I think the mile and a half are RFK's only struggle place right now, which is why I hesitated putting him in here. But when it's the 17 versus a 24, the 17 is just going to end up getting solid top tens and the 24 might run like 20th on one of them. Here's the thing. I think if you look at the numbers purely, we should not put Chris Buescher in the final four. Okay, but Mm -hmm. also, Alex, this is the playoffs. Things don't happen how they should. Thing, mm-hmm. Weird things happen. That's how they work. And if we talk about Larson getting in over Byron, whether that's a win or not, because Larson has a 19-point deficit in playoff points to Byron. 
Chris Buescher has a, I don't know, I don't think, it, it's obviously not as much because he's won a bunch of races. It's like a 15-point deficit. So we think Chris Buescher is going to be able to make up a 15-point deficit on William Byron because, again, yes. Byron's going to make a mistake. I don't see that team being perfect in round of eight. There's no way. The pressure's going to get too high. So, um, yeah, I think that, I mean, that covers our final four. And, again, Hamlin's just... Um, did we talk about Truex and Hamlin? We didn't really talk about them. I kind of like just said they've been fast and consistent, okay. but but what I else think is there to two, say? Those two have just been the best drivers this year. I think. I think oh. they are probably the favorites. If you want to say it like that. Yeah. Um. I think. I think they'll just get there pretty easily. Nothing else to that. And they'll probably win their way into the champ four. If not, they'll be the ones appointed and Busher wins. So, champion. Are you ready? I I'm taking one last look at something. Okay, yes, I am ready. Okay, so I will go ahead and go first. I think my champion okay. is going to be the number eleven Toyota of Denny Hamlin. Okay, it's Denny's year. What's your pick? My pick is also Denny Hamlin. So here's the thing: it might not be the year of Team Penske, but damn it, it's the year of Denny Hamlin. New podcast. I think Pocono convinced me because Denny is not playing. You know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. feel like there's just a lot of energy around him right now. A lot of good energy. I think he's in a good place mentally. He's in a good place professionally. He's, I think, you know, a lot of the competition has kind of been knocked down. Logano's having an off year. Chase Elliott's not even in the playoffs. And then I think his biggest competition is it's going to be that 19 car, right? And we talk about the five. Yeah. I think the five, the, the Hendrick's been lacking a little bit at the shorter tracks like Phoenix. And then, you know, I just don't think Chris Buescher has what it takes to go into Phoenix and win that championship. No. He might. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think be he will. a crazy upset. That would be cool. But- that would actually be really cool to see now that now that, now that we mention it. But um, but I think, I think it's going to be down to the 11 and the 19 and... I just think it's finally Denny's year. And Truex, yeah. we talk about Truex. Truex has also only won one championship. I mean, he's Probably lost like three. He's lost a four. lot of them in the final four. I think this might be mm-hmm. another one. And Denny, I guess you could say the same for Denny, but I think it's finally Denny's year. I just don't want to be too loud about it. The storyline of the season, like the main character of the season has been Denny Hamlin. It has. Right? Going all the way back to Phoenix and the Ross Chastain incident. The irony. He starts a podcast. He's always saying things. And then the Pocono thing. And then he's in the center of all the rumors and silly season right now. The Chase Elliott drama when Chase got suspended too, right? Yeah, Yeah, that too. That that too. And that knocked out Chase Elliott. (laughs) Part of of why. (laughs) So uh, the trend of the season, the theme of the season has been Denny Hamlin. And look, love him or hate him, he deserves a championship, I think. You, you have to earn it. You're not just like handed out to you, but like what a year it would be for Denny Hamlin to get the championship this year. I, I think it's going to happen. I think he's taken what happened last year. This is a story that goes into last year, I think. After getting pushed around by Ross Chastain, exactly. he does that same move a year later. He's not messing around. He's bumping people. He's being more aggressive this year. I think he's got it. I maybe not, but like I 
I think if it's going to happen, it's going to be this year for Dinningham. I mean, maybe it, it's, it's just, the vibes are there. Maybe it's just the fact that he has a podcast and we can hear a lot of what he says. But I just feel like he's so confident. Like, I think Denny thinks he is the best NASCAR driver in the field. And honestly, I can't disagree with him. I think he really is at the moment right now. Like, but and with the best car, those JGR yeah. cars are fast. And that and 11 team, you look, more often than not, gets the mm-hmm. most out of them. And when you look at the set of tracks in the playoffs, the 11 is the one I could see winning all 10 of them. Not that that would happen. But, like, think, Truex, sure, he could. I think Truex he could has. Too, but I think Denny really I think could. he has wins at all of these tracks except the Roval. And that's maybe, I yeah. don't know if he's won at Vegas before. He has won at Homestead, and I don't, I think he's won at Phoenix. He's won at eight of those ten tracks. So, yeah. At least. Maybe more. So, I don't know, man. That'd be really cool. I've, he's one of the first drivers in NASCAR that I've watched from his rookie season to now. To see him finally get that for me would be really cool, personally. I, he is know? my second favorite NASCAR driver. Um, which is kind of crazy because I used to not like him for some reason. I I think because I used to actually kind of like Chase Elliott, but then I, I don't know. I I kind of got away from just being a Hendrick stan. Um, but you know, it's mm-hmm. right for me. It's Larson, Hamlin, and Burton. Larson already has a championship. Burton, um, he's playing Wii Sports. Hamlin, I need Hamlin <laughs> to get a championship. All right, my favorite IndyCar mm-hmm. driver's not doing anything with the championship. So come on, man, do something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that'd be cool. And I like Alex. I love how we go, y'all. We did not plan this together. We have very no. similar playoff grids. I mean, we swapped Harvin Bush in the sixteen and twelve round, and we swapped. I think what Redick and Kozlowski. Redick and Kozlowski, and that's it. Besides that, that's we it. basically we have the, the exact same grid. Besides that, that's crazy. Two differences. That is crazy. That's kind of weird. Wow. And I mean, wow, yeah, that's 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 probably the first time. I don't think we were that similar last year. Wow, I don't so, think so. Um, let us, y'all, let us know um, on X or Twitter or wherever. Um, what, what y'all think about our our grid? Because I feel pretty good about it this year. And again, I mean, I threw things in like Chris Busher in the round of four because I'm like, weird stuff's gonna happen, and that 17 team's gonna be there. So, yep. yeah. So we will go ahead, take a break, and then we'll... Alex, we're going to talk about your experience at Gateway for the IndyCar race. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's time to talk about IndyCar Gateway. Um, the Bomberito 500? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, John Bomberino was there. What did he say? He said mm-hmm. on TV the command was really funny. He said like... Uh, this is from my dad. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. He said this is from my dad. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh my god. So, Alex, you were there. Drove your drove I your was. whole little journey over to Gateway, St. Louis. Um, how was it? How was the? How was you were only there for Sunday, right? Just for Sunday. Yeah. 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 So, quick little wrap of my wrap up of my day. I woke up at like five thirty in the morning. I left at six. I got the track around like 9 30 10 and i just kind of hung out i wanted to go to the autograph session which got moved because of rain the night before that got canceled Why? because they had a delay they had a, 
first they had to push qualifying to the morning, Sunday morning, because it rained the night before. Right. So then they moved qualifying to 10 a.m. Uh, autograph session was scheduled for 11. They pushed it to 11.30. But then they started qualifying late because they had a bunch of these vintage cars and they let them do a lap around the track and they leaked oil all over. So then they had to clean the track. You're kidding. So then qualifying got postponed a little bit. I'm So then they then they canceled the autograph session. Okay, I'm never was, getting bummed about. I'm never getting into an IndyCar autograph session line with you ever again because I feel like we just have you just have bad luck with IndyCar autograph sessions. I've I've had one successful autograph ses- session and that was at Gateway last year. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like they could have still had it. I don't know. Maybe I get not. weather's I a thing. I get it, but girl. Because I have this cool sign that I wanted. Um, I'm looking at it right now. I could have had. I wanted Joseph to sign it. It says Indy 500 winner. It's him out of the car with the pagoda. That's cool. It says his name. I wanted. I want him to sign that eventually, but yeah. not yesterday. Which is it's fine. I get it. But um, and then I just kind of hung out, and then I hung out with some friends I, from Twitter. And then I just kind of walked around and talked to people. Yeah. Uh, I ran into uh, Christopher DeHart on uh, Mm -hmm. Twitter. He's a journalist. And I ran into Tony Donahue on Twitter. He reports some breaking news and stuff. Talked with him a bit about IndyCar and uh, the social media improvements that they still need to make and marketing improvements. We had a good conversation. It was fun. Um, And then I mentioned, yeah, the autograph session got canceled. So then he's like, here, take my paddock pass. Go and try find Joseph. Uh, I hope I don't get him trouble for saying that. That's what I, I was wondering. Time. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but he, he gave it to me. It doesn't have a name on it, so it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I took that. So thank you to him for letting me do that. Just Can't like, I've been let, in the paddock before. They let gay people into the paddock. What the heck? Yeah, can you believe that? No. <laughs> but I, I uh, walked around down there and uh didn't see joseph still i saw him walk in and out of those remember how you and i did that at iowa he did the same thing like walked in and out of those different trailers yeah he did he did that um so i had to give it back to him after like 30 minutes but he's like go try but then i ended up running to james hinchcliffe and i got a picture with james hinchcliffe so that made up for it for me um yeah fun time and then i watched the race with some friends i sat with them and had a good time um, I know this race probably wasn't the best because uh, I was on one, my phone. it's in the day. I was on my phone. You were, you'd be on that phone. I was, mm-hmm. I'd be on that phone. On that yep. phone. That's why I didn't and... tweet about I, I But I wasn't tweeting about the race either. I was probably watching a Splatoon stream. <laughs> the only things you tweeted was like, Pinsky is imploding and washed. I think those were your only tweets. <laughs> I, you remember that Which picture shocker. of, like, the kid at the Indy 500 with his Nintendo Switch? That was me yesterday. Do you remember that? What was it again? It was, like, a kid in the stands at the Indy 500, and he had his Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. was me yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That was me. I'm like, nah. <laughs> that, that would um, be me if you take sorry. me to Gateway. I'm That race was awful. I'm sorry. So... They had alternate tires. I was going to ask if you thought that made a difference. I'm assuming not. I didn't notice a difference from the stands. Um, so Gateway needs to be a night race. And I know TV dictates that. And it sounds like it's going to be a night race again next year. 
Why they, possibly they gotta stop flip flopping on it? Just make it a night race. Damn, well, because I never know when that I'm, race starts. It's either starting at five o'clock or starting at noon or starting at seven o'clock the day before. Like, wh- stop. Well, it started at two thirty yesterday, Zach. Oh, see it again, noon or five thirty. Like, stop changing the start time. Yeah, it's it driving yeah. me crazy. I hope it's a night race on NBC. I it couldn't do it this year, obviously, because Daytona was the night before. So if they want to try that Sunday night race thing with IndyCar, I'd be down for that. I have to get a hotel. I couldn't drive there. That'd be kind of cool if they did that. that but that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. But um, yeah, not the best race. Probably one of the least exciting I've been to in person. It was still fun. Don't get me wrong. Right, it's an IndyCar race, just, and I mean uh, it's I mean it's not like. You know, it's not like it wasn't what we expected because it is gateway and we did see some mm-hmm. action, you know, but it yeah. wasn't. Uh. Yeah. Like, for example, at the end of the race, David Malukas, Sound of TV caught it. He was making passes like every lap. And if Scott Dixon, the master of fuel saving, would have ran out of fuel, battle for the lead was heating up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was still there were several cars there. But Malukas had like a huge gap behind uh, award. He was making it up. Like a lot, like at a rapid pace. And every lap he would dive bomb into turn one and get around a guy. Yeah. And then I think at the end there was only one car between Award and Malukas. So if Dixon would have ran out of fuel, that Malukas award battle, although Malukas didn't get there, it was a thing that was happening, you know? Yeah. I think the problem with Gateway, and I remember seeing like Takuma Sato, he made a crazy like three wide move going into turn three. Um, at one point, but he got marbles on his tires just from going mm-hmm. to the inside and then he had no grip and then he went to the outside marbles. I think, I don't know why IndyCar seems to struggle with this more than like NASCAR, but marbles are such a huge deal at Gateway. Iowa too. Iowa a little bit. I feel like it's even less because they can still run multiple grooves at Iowa. Right. I feel like at Definitely Gateway. More gateway. Gateway, for some reason, I maybe it's just because it's flatter, so the rubber isn't, like, going down the track or whatever, but you just can't be creative with your line, and I think that's why the racing mm-hmm. sucks. Because you can, I mean, again, you can, if you get a run on a guy, you can, there's room to dive down and, like, send your car into the corner, but y- y- the marbles, the marbles, the marbles don't let you catch your car, and I don't know... Like, is that something that's just kind of the way it is? Is because I feel like NASCAR never has to struggle with that. Is it the difference of the cars? Or it's probably the speed. Yeah, I would guess. Be my guess because the the mid speed corner. I don't know. It's just they, yeah. They did try an high line practice session like they did at Texas, and that that obviously didn't do anything at Gateway. Or maybe just no one wanted to try going up there for obvious reasons. And you mentioned Sato. There were, I could count at least six times that he got way too high over in two. And it was like, everyone's like, oh, like pointing over at turn two because there's a car slow up there. And it always turned out to be Sato. Like he was really trying to make some work over there. That's really silly. And then he ended up getting in. He ended up uh, putting Ilot into the wall, which ended Ilot's day. I didn't know what happened to Ilot. Uh, in the moment, but that's what I read and was told. So yeah, that's just silly yeah. to me. It's just silly. Mm-hmm. I, I like these. And, I feel like these guys are literally trying to race with like chains around their ankles. Like, yeah. 
the uh the straightaway reminds me of indianapolis now that i've been to indianapolis and i've seen how that racing works in person it reminds me a lot of how indy works but there's not it's not a long enough straightaway to be able to get enough of a draft or whatever to be able to go and make a slingshot pass because at gateway they have to wait till the last second before they enter the corner to try making that kind of move yeah well indianapolis they make it like around the start finish line you know what i mean yeah and i think that's kind of the issue with short ovals with uh with you know indycar and that's kind of why i'd rather have more speedways than just more short ovals because i mean in iowa iowa i think it's a bit different because it's kind of like how nascar always has a good race at kansas and homestead because there's multiple grooves right Mm -hmm. so you can actually legitimately get a good run off the corner because you're in clean air so um for sure yeah Uh, that's just kind of how it is i think and yeah if we get Milwaukee, which it sounds like we are, I am worried how that's going to go. That's a very similar track to Gateway. And it's just like, having Milwaukee back will be cool. But it, again, it's like, I would like to have a homestead. Or I know Michigan would be kind of controversial without Pocono went, but Michigan would be kind of cool. Something like that. Or Kansas. I'd like a Kansas race, personally. Yeah, this would be cool. But, um... I don't know. We we need more variety in the ovals if we're going to yeah. be adding Milwaukee. And then, like, if they add New Hampshire down the road, I don't think that's going to happen, a rumor. But, like, New Ham- like if we had Gateway, Milwaukee, New Hampshire, that's three of the same yeah. kind of track. I'd want more of a variety of ovals, you know? Well, have I? I don't know if I've ever Who seen, knows? like, a really good race, though, at, like, an oval like that with a... I mean, to be fair, NASCAR doesn't really set the barn on fire either, I guess, at Gateway, so... But Gateway night is a lot That's better true. than gateway in the i day. loved that race last year that was a good race last year so yeah. i don't know i think it's just the cars need to have more grip i guess to you know cooler temperatures to get that kind of yeah. racing I'm and, gay. i don't know and again it sounds like it'll be night next year that's what marsha pruitt was saying in his post-race recap and i heard someone say that at the track but that's probably happening try and differentiate from milwaukee it probably also is in play there. <laughs> that's, uh, going that's back to the race. Go back to the race, though. Scott Dixon, two races in a row. The saves more fuel than everyone else. Did a whole less pit stop than everyone else again. Like, is he? Imagine if Dixon just wins the last four races on fuel strategy, just saving fuel. Like, that. <laughs> that is kind of crazy. Only Scott Dixon. Only Scott Dixon, man. It, it it's so impressive. He's just able to do this, and he's still a way outside shot at the championship. But he's minus seventy four. He's still you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. It's we've seen crazier said, things happen. I have said time and time again, you cannot be comfortable with the championship until Scott Dixon is mathematically out. When was He's the last still mathematically time? Mathematically in it. When was the last time Scott Dixon has gone three seasons without winning a championship? Well, I guess he did that What's... 2017 through 2019. Okay, well, never mind. But <laughs> but still, like it, still, it doesn't he, happen. He, he normally wins a championship every every now and then. You know, like he. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like Alex Pelo, listen, I, I, if... he better hope his car starts next week. <laughs> so Dixon would need to narrow the points down to 55 back in order to still be mathematically in for Laguna Seca. Is that likely? Probably not. 
but like it's possible. If Pelot okay. has an issue, Alex Pelot Dixon wins again. Has you know? had zero issues this year, zero issues, which means they're saving mm-hmm. the issues are saving themselves for the last two races. The copium He's still due the for Scott, Road America 2021. The Scott Dixon <laughs> copium right now. I want. I'd rather see Scott Dixon win this than Alex Pelot. Me too. That'd be crazy. That'd be the funniest outcome, I think. But it's also like he earned it. Like these last four, this last four race charge potentially crazy. Yeah, definitely. Because I read on Twitter that like that NBC was like, "Oh, New Garden's going to close in on Polo at the championship. He's going to keep himself in it, honey." But then it's like, please. It's like no. Scott Dixon is the guy who's going to potentially try and challenge Alex Polo for this championship. Do I think it's going to happen? No, but like the chance is still there. And yeah. two races to go. They're at Portland this weekend, then Laguna Seca. Uh, moving over to Joseph Newgarden. Out of the championship mathematically for the first time since 2018. In his time at Team Penske, there's only been one season that he hasn't, until now, uh, only one other time he's uh, not been mathematically able for a championship with the final race. Yeah, um, and that's kind of a reflection of the season, I think. Yeah. Just, and I don't know, I get he was, like, not in the best position when he wrecked, because he was, was was he behind Pato when that happened, yeah? In the pits, Pato got around. Right, okay, so I just felt like that was an unnecessary throwing away of the race, and I get even if you're not going to win the championship realistically, I don't know. And I know, obviously, he didn't do that on purpose, it's just got up a little bit too high and again it's kind of goes back to the marbles it's just like they just make that race so stupid i feel like you know seeing joseph hit the wall like that was just not really nice i don't have anything else to say so puts me to sleep he was about to make history he was able potentially to make history and win all the ovals in the same season wasn't meant to be and I know he's like got to be super hard on himself. That's just how Joseph Newgarden is. Just really tough on himself, and it's just like can't. It's just very critical, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like unless he's winning, he's not really satisfied. Even when he won Iowa, won he was not happy this year. Yeah. So he's just very competitive. So I'm, I'm hoping that you know he just finishes out the rest of this year, and they Team Penske as a whole, honestly, just kind of regroups. And gets things back on track at everywhere that's not the ovals. Because the road courses and street courses, they've been okay at best. And oftentimes not where Penske should be. Not Penske perfect, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And then, I think that's pretty much everything to say about IndyCar Gateway. Um, I had a good time, like I said. Alternate tires, I don't think they did anything. I think right. I'd like to see them try that Iowa. The alternate tires. I yeah. think that'd be interesting. Um, other than that, yeah, kind of probably not the worst race of the year for IndyCar by any means, but you know, it was not mid. the best one either. It was very mid. Yeah. That was the definition. I of had mid. fun though. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I had a, I like that. I like Gateway a lot. It's a very fun. I'm glad it's on the schedule, sure. like for obvious reasons. I'm Me glad too. it's on the schedule. So, and again, yep. last year was a really good race. So they can't all be winners. So we'll go ahead and take a break and then we will talk about the tea. 
Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is time for this week's edition of The Tea. And Alex, today we have a little bit of silly season news to go ahead and kick us off. Um, and a lot of it is in IndyCar. So let's go ahead and get started, Alex. Um, who's who's coming to IndyCar? Yes. So a little speed round here. So Tom Blomquist already confirmed for next year to be at Meyer Shank. He'll be wrapping up the season in the 60 car. Uh, Simon Paginode will not be coming back for the rest of the year. Still don't know what's going on uh, for next year with him. The 60 car hasn't been signed for next year, basically. Um, So, but Tom Blomquist will be in the car. And then Jury Vips will be in the 30 car (laughs) for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan for both Portland and Laguna Seca as well. Um, So Vips is mostly known for having said a racial slur on a Twitch stream last year where he was fired by Red Bull. He lost his Formula 2 ride. He was a reserve driver for Red Bull. He lost that. That's what he's most known for, I think. That's how I heard of him. Rick Hendrick is and... shaking right now. Sorry, what? Um, <laughs> That wasn't funny, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, the announcement of this... Uh, Rahel Letterman Lanigan, they did not allow replies to the announcement. Oh, Jesus. Which I can imagine why. <laughs> um, I don't know... I know he apologized. Like, well, I would happened. sure hope so. <laughs> but I don't know if there's been anything beyond that. Yeah. Like, you know how Larson like did a bunch of things after. I don't. Right. I don't know if he's this guy's done anything. He doesn't have the name recognition. He's not really well, as well known. Okay, but, so let me yeah. start. And I no idea who this guy is. I saw his name on the F1 game like a few times as an F2 driver. Yeah. I see this photo. Bro's got, he's the whitest man I think I've ever seen touch a steering wheel, number one. Number two, he has his one hand on his hip, hitting the, he is pressing the hell out of the sleigh button. So I'm like, ooh, who is this? Why is he pressing the sleigh button? And then the streets say that he's racist. I'm like, God, mm, of course he is. Look at him. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, yeah. 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 So sticking around. <laughs> yeah, nothing else to say on that. Uh, he'll nothing be in the 30 car, though. Well, good for all. So, I mean, couldn't get much worse than Jack Harvey, but. <laughs> more driver oh changes. Uh, Daniel Ricardo. Okay, holy crap. His metacarpal in a crash. Yeah. His who? <laughs> what? So the metal, metacarpal is like the palm, in the palm of your hand. Okay. <laughs> you're looking at me like you did not learn anything i just told you but he broke that in a crash uh with oscar piastri oh. and uh liam lawson never heard of him until today okay what you never heard of he liam returns. lawson wait a minute no. what that's crazy i don't follow f2 f1 i don't fair follow enough any i probably I didn't know who he was stuff. till before last year i think he made a start last year but i might have just made that up I don't F1? know. F1? I don't I, think so. Yeah, I don't think he did. Never mind. Never mind. I just made that up. Um, but Liam um, Lawson, yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, um, he was that guy. Like, he was the next guy kind of in line to come to Alpha Tori if it wasn't going to be like Ricardo, you know? So okay. it made sense. Um, okay. And so here's the thing. When I first saw this on Friday, I thought, <laughs> I thought that Red Bull was just like, nope, Ricardo's out. Put Lawson in. <laughs> 
We're not playing around anymore. No. <laughs> I thought oh, that's what no. it was. <laughs> I, but I didn't realize it was because Ricardo got injured. It was a YouTube thumbnail. That's what got me. So I was like, oh, okay. I was freaking out funniest, in the car. Funniest scenario. They kick out Ricardo, and then they put Alex Pillow in. Because there's been rumors about Pillow going to Alphatori earlier this year. Bro. Then Pillow loses the IndyCar championship because he's racing F1. Wait. That'd be beautiful. That would actually be kind of funny. It'd be hilarious. Ooh. And then uh, some other driver news and over in NASCAR, Carson Hosevar is in the 42 car at Legacy Motor Club at Darlington. Didn't I say that he, last year? That he, or not last year, last week that he should be in the 42 car for... I think you... I think you did. Ooh. Or at least you told me off the pod. You said it sometime. I think you did. Look um, at me! This is probably... This is probably an audition. This is an audition. At least for some teams out there. He's talking to a lot of teams, I'm pretty sure. So, interesting to see there. A lot there. of teams? A lot? Maybe Stuart Haas. The, they need someone. <laughs> the 77, the 31. The th though the 31's already signed, apparently, the, according okay, to Jordan Bianchi. Chris Rice is getting on my damn nerves every time he tweets. <laughs> he said, and when Austin Hill announced... Um, we never even talked about that. Like Austin Hill announced he's going back to Xfinity, and Chris Rice was like, "Huh? What?" Yeah, because the rumor was Austin Hill is going to the thirty-one. But I guess, I guess they got over that really quickly. I don't know. That, that whole thing's just weird to me. Yeah, is it Alex Pillow. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I have another contract drama coming up here. But yeah, that'll be something to follow. Uh, getting into silly season, Zach Brown. Says Alex Pillow, speak of the guy, has missed his chance to show that he has the mental ability to be in Formula One. And Brown says that he has not spoken to Alex Pillow and there has been zero communication. What does he mean by that? The mental ability? Because I don't necessarily disagree with him. Because it's just like if you're not able to like talk, keep your promises and you're talking like i don't know the trust factor it's just not there it's probably something like that okay is he trying to find a driver for his f1 car or is he trying to find a boyfriend because yeah i'm hearing the same thing he just doesn't communicate with me I just, if he would just talk to me, but he ghosted me after we had a really good thing going. We were going, he said we were going to do so much together. And then he ghosted me. Mm -hmm. I've been here before, Zach Brown. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, me too. You'll, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. It happens to all of us. Welcome to you the keep LGBTQ. Ghosting Felix Rosenquist. <laughs> you keep ghosting Felix Rosenquist every year. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you can't Felix just do Rosenquist. it to one person, not another. Felix Rosenquist is the, the rebound. Yeah, every year. Every single year. <laughs> it's just, it's Always coming Probably, back. potentially again this next year. But, I don't know. I think it's funny. This whole McLaren drama is just kind of funny. Uh, so, Marcus Erickson, staying at IndyCar, that got confirmed. He'll be going to Andretti Autosport next year. I think that's going to be in the 28 car. We've been talking about that for like a month, reporting that in the T. Mm -hmm. So if you've been listening, you already knew. Congratulations. But that is now confirmed. Possibly related. David Malukas says that his 2024 plan should be announced after 
Laguna Seca. Why do you say possibly related? Like the eight car? I'm thinking the 29 is possible. But when I was at Gateway, I kind of asked around to see what people thought. And no one really knows where he's going. Right. And then there's also the question of where Grosjean goes. And we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about it off camera or off the off the what what is it? off the the record off the record thank you i was like so i was fighting for that one I was like, what am I but and we don't know if grosjean's gonna stay at entretti or move to the 29 or go to another team we don't know what's gonna happen with that yet mm-hmm. there's rumors but yeah um, but yeah i mean oh. the um the eight is probably gonna be linus lundquist we talked about that last week right so no ganassi the six is a weird one. Is is Zach Brown gonna call up Felix Rosenquist again and be like, "Do you want to stay over again, or do you?" Hey, one a.m. Like, what do you want to hey. do? Hey, What's up? you up? You up? <laughs> <laughs> want to drive the is six Zach car next do year? that again? <laughs> like, <laughs> God. And then that's... another person who I would associate with David Maluka, same kind of situation, is Callum Eilat, because he does has not signed, re-signed with the 77 and Junkos yet. And we don't know what's going on there either. So Malukas and Ilot, we don't really know what they're doing next year. And Malukas has said he will not be in the 18 next year at coin. Yeah. So, interesting. Something to follow. Something else to follow. IndyCar, um, reporting from Marshall Pruitt at Racer.com, is that IndyCar is possibly working on a harder system similar to nascars and it would possibly they're still working on it possibly include locked spots into the indianapolis 500 (laughs) currently they have what's called the winner's circle it would be a revamp of this uh thing and the program and it's the winner's circle currently provides additional money like a lot of money like millions for finishing top 22 in the point standings so it Basically, it would be similar to that. It'd be a charter system where you'd be like guaranteed Indy each race, specifically the Indy 500. Well, they need to work on it either a little bit less or a little bit more because I don't like it. Me neither. If they want to do a charter system, you, you you cannot mess with the Indy 500. The Indy 500 cannot just be. You, you can't treat it like just another race. You would lose bump days appeal. Yeah. Like, the whole story of Graham Rahal. The whole story of Graham Rahal yeah. missing. And listen, that place, you can't even do burnouts on the bricks. Like, we cannot mess with Bump Day. I don't think y'all understand that. There's no mm-hmm. way. I, I'm i just not a fan of that. And I get it, the the financial part of it. And I also understand, like, the how it's kind of like, it makes it like other sports. Like how, the, you know, there's 32 NFL teams. And that's that. Right. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of it gives it a bit of a what's it called, like a foundation to it, or like it cements them in place and makes it like a big deal yeah. to be one of these teams. So I get that. And F1 even has like similar ish things going on with like the Concord agreements. But I just don't think you mess with the Indy 500, though. You can't do that. Yeah. I don't think you do that. So, and then outside of every other race, it doesn't matter anyways, because no one else mm-hmm. there's, I mean, that's the only race where people go home. So yeah, I just don't think you can do that. So 
This is basically the owner's points. I'm going to kind of read you off the points real quick here. Like the cut line for this money. Uh, the 20, the 20 car, which was driven by Connor Daly, was on the cut line. They're only like nine points above the cut line right now. Yeah. Right? So, and that's why they put Hunter Ray in the car. Then it's a 78, which is Canapino. And then 22nd, you get money if you're 22nd or better. The 60 car, which was Paginodes. And now they put in... Uh, Lundquist, and now they're going to put Blomquist back in there. And they had Connor Daly in there at one point. They are two points above getting a bunch of money, the 60. 23rd is the 30. Another car, they just swapped out Jack, Jack Harvey for Connor Daly, and now they're having Jerry Vips in there. Connor Daly. Connor Daly's things. competing for like three different teams. <laughs> I know. And then they're all just trying to get Connor Daly to drive their car to get them above the cut line. And then after that's the 29 of Andretti. And then way, way out of it is the 51 and the 55. Oh, my God. So, I completely forgot the 51 was, like, a thing. That's crazy. That's who, who drives the 51, Zach? Stingray Rob. Could not forget okay, that. Okay. I was going to say, if you forgot that name, that's crazy. But you see what I'm saying here? The money is really important because these teams right there are all switching out a bunch of drivers. Yeah. So... I can see it, and the eleven Ganassi car is not included, by the way, because um, it's not it's a part-time time car. Yeah, I just like but, my yeah. thing is, wait, whoa, whoa, so it's not wait, yeah, no, that, it's not a part-time car though. It's a full-time, yeah. So that's that's dumb. What? Mm -hmm. Wait, well, I gotta take my glasses off for this one. You mean to tell me what the? F <sighs> okay. What's the difference the, between the 11 team and the 60 team and the 20 team and the 30 team? What's the difference? So the the thing is, is that they started when they did this, there's like a grandfathered in system. So like the 11 was pretty much grandfathered in to whether or not like at the cut line. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it properly. I'm probably butchering it. They're not. They're, they are grandfathered in. To yeah. getting the money? I think so. Yeah. Oh. Might, maybe it's backwards. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Anyway. I feel like I did hear but, that. Okay. I believe you. But, yeah. So that's why that's intense. That's why they're changing drivers on the 60, the 20, and the 30. They're trying to make it in there. So, we'll see. And then, I don't want to stretch the T on too long here, but we also have three more topics, and we'll go in the fantasy uh, Warner Brothers has entered the discussion for NASCAR TV talks per Bloomberg. Warner Brothers, they own TNT, which TNT had NASCAR Cup Series for quite a I'm while there. TNT. I'm done. Right, anyways, um, that's cool. I'm dynamite. <laughs> um, and they also have HBO. So if we're at like a streaming aspect, maybe it'd be on that. Um, Amazon continues to be in the discussion, so it seems there's something going on with that summer stretch. It's kind of what's pulled up here with the contract negotiations. I don't know what's going to happen here. I, I feel like we might be seeing Amazon stream all the races, is my prediction. And the like, talk was... Whoa. Stream all of them? That's That's what I'm thinking. Like... It'll be simulcasted on Amazon. Oh, so simulcast. Okay. I get that. Okay. I think that's what's going to happen. You're going to have Fox, NBC, and then potentially you might get an Amazon exclusive six stretch. 
or maybe you'll get TNT for six races in the summer. But Amazon will have all of them, is my thinking. It might be wrong, but I feel like that might be what's going on here. And then maybe trucks, I think that might be part of this as well with... uh, I think NBC's going to take half of that. I don't know anything, but that's my prediction on that. Right. I could see that. Do you have any other comments on that? I don't. It'd be cool, but I... There's not really anything else for me to add because, mm. you know, there's no details. Like, I don't know who the talent would be. I don't know what kind of people would be working on it. Would it be kind of like the CW where it's NASCAR's production team? Right. So it's just, I don't really have any thoughts on it. It's all of that's going to kind of be more when we start seeing the races. But at this point, I think anything's better than Fox because Fox is like Kevin Harvick and they are checked out. They don't care. Yep. So, pretty much, yeah. Except Fox is coming back. So, um, two more things. At least, less uh, according of Fox. to less Fox, but yeah, hopefully, uh, according to the Sports Business Journal, Bitch, uh, Adam what? Stern reported this. <laughs> what I SRX? <laughs> Did you make this up? <laughs> what? No, and I actually have something else to say about it. When I was at the track, I heard something about this. SRX is in talks to host an exhibition race in the Middle East, possibly in Qatar or Saudi Arabia. So when I was at SRX, I don't think we can, Speedway, I don't think we can go to that race, Alex. <laughs> no, I don't think we can go to that one. I don't think we uh, can go to that one. <laughs> you and I cannot go. Maybe y'all but, can, but we cannot. <laughs> but this, when I was at the SRX race, there was chatter from several people. <laughs> that they are in talks about doing a race overseas was the word I heard. I thought that meant Europe. I thought maybe they like had interest from some track in Europe maybe Australia. Maybe Australia. Oh, Asia. Or, or Japan. Asia. That'd be cool. Nah, let's go to the... Let's go to... Let's imagine go to SRX at like... Imagine SRX at like Glen Ring Motegi. That would be That'd cool. Be crazy. But apparently Qatar or Saudi Arabia and uh, the Sports Business Journal article says it could be as soon as the end of this year. It would not be like part of the regular racing next year. Regular schedule. So Weird. I don't... They'd probably get a bunch of money for this. Saudi Arabia has a bunch of money. They must be like, try- why SRX? And like, why? I I guess I get it because like other motorsports probably aren't in the position to like do an ex- exhibition like that. Yeah, it's just like, but why? Oh, yeah, I oh, think it's a little weird. That's weird. Why I, are you I willingly agree. racing in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, uh, I get money. It for, it's, I mean, I why get it. is money? I get it for from the F1 side because it's just like mm-hmm. money is everything over there and it's a worldly kind of sport. At least it kind of makes sense because it's kind of like the Olympics well, in a way. But it's but SRX. Why do we seen? How are we jumping from? We've seen. Go ahead. I keep trying to talk. Sorry. But it's like with the Internet, like you stop talking, then I start, then you keep talking. So yeah. It's like the Internet. But um, we've seen with golf saudi arabia has really gotten into that and they like basically bought an entire golf series they like own 
LIV Golf, I think. The it's country called. of Saudi so, like, Arabia owns golf, part of a golf series. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. Interesting. Very normal. And they're making a bunch of purchases like this to, you know, they just have the money to do it. And they've probably, I would assume, made these offers to NASCAR, maybe even IndyCar, and they've probably said, no, we don't want to do that. But <laughs> like SRX, they are in, <laughs> SRX is in more of a need for money. I I don't know. I don't know if that's My the way I do it. My eyes are huge right now. I cannot believe that you didn't just make that up. Is this April Fool's? No. Like that no, this is real. That's an April Fool's you can go, headline. Go to Adam Stern's Twitter account. It is there. That is such an... That might be the first time we've had like a legit April Fool's headline on the T. Because that's just ridiculous. This, I'm sorry. This is... This is a real report. Something else that might not be real, but is being reported, is that Stuart Haas Racing, little update on the little 2311 Ford Stuart Haas Racing Charter saga. They, Stuart Haas Racing might have one to two charters for sale. This was first said by Lee Spencer, who reported the 2311 talking to Ford stuff. She said that, and that is where the Ford thing kind of comes in with that. Uh, the, and then Jordan Bianchi said on Sirius XM that he's also heard that there might be some charters for sale from SHR. But then Bianchi said on the teardown that SHR reached out to him and said it's not true. They plan to run four cars next year. And SHR's deal with Ford ends at the end of next year, which I find very interesting. So if they do one more year, I bet they are out of Ford. They sell some charters, you know. Yeah. Because then you have the new TV deal coming in, too. I feel like that's the time to, like, really cash in. Mm-hmm. I think that's why you're seeing not much movement in the charters right now, too. Not only are they super expensive, but the money is going to change a lot with the next TV deal. Right. Probably going to go up. So, something to keep an eye on. Anything to comment on that? Or are you ready to move into fantasy? I, um, nothing to comment on that. And from what it sounds like, um... From what it sounds like with the 2311 stuff, I think you mentioned it, but it's like, who said it? Steve Loretta? He said that it sounds like there's going to be no change with, um, no yeah. change with the Toyota I, deal. So, yeah. I, I believe he is the president of 2311. Did I say president? Like did, I say, up. did I say president of Toyota? Because I meant to say president of 2311. But yeah. I don't, I don't know. You just said his name, but, uh, he said that. He said, as far as I know, which some people on Reddit took that as like, oh, maybe that's a little hint. I don't think so. But I think they did have talks. And I think it was Denny Hamlin trying to find leverage over Toyota being like, hey, I could actually go. And they'll give me charters and all this. I could get a charter this way. I don't think it's going to happen the way it sounds. We might end up. But if, if they only do a one year deal with Toyota, for example, I don't know if that's the thing they do with manufacturers. It's going to get really interesting because I think SHR is going to be out at Ford. So, no. something to follow. Mm-hmm. So, fantasy. Arlington and Portland. Yep. <laughs> yeah? Yep, that is correct. <laughs> you have nothing else to say Apparently about not. You do all your talking out on the track. So, yeah, you got <laughs> 
How many? You have so a yeah, lot of wins I this got year. The, you have a lot of wins I have this a year. lot of wins. You're having a good year. Got another win at Daytona, and then I got second with the award at Portland. NASCAR, let's start with NASCAR, 20 to 16. I now have a four-point lead with 10 races remaining. This is far from over, Zach. It is. Far from over. It is. Are you ready to make our picks? I'm typing my, what, NASCAR? Yeah, NASCAR. I'm typing my NASCAR pick first. All right, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, three, two, one. I will be picking Denny Hamlin, and Alex will be picking Martin Truex Jr. <sighs> Man, we got really close at canceling each other out because I thought about Truex a lot. But I think Denny yeah. is just really good at Darlington. I said it already. I picked him for the chance. I think he's going to start the playoffs off the bang. I think he's going to go out there and win. It's gonna execute. It's fair. But I think Truex is I think the same for Truex. I think he's just gonna go out with go right out storming. But I, I do think Denny is the long term favorite. This this I race think, might be between Hamlin and Truex. That's the thing, and I think Denny's just more more often than not, Denny's better at Darlington, but also this is the kind of year where Truex is just gonna go out and dominate the Southern five hundred. Exactly. That makes me really that's nervous because I, I don't need you to get another one right now. Ooh. If they got another win, that'd be brutal. That would be... They would be brutal. Yeah, the fuck it would be, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm doing my best. We need, also, like, a curse jar for you. I had a... You just keep cursing. Guess who I had third <laughs> on my list? Logano. Oh. 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 It's the Southern 500, and I know this team... Th listen, he's going to be up there. He's 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 been knocking out some good results he'll, at Darlington. No, Logano won't be up there. He'll be up there with like six to go. He's gonna magically spawn up there when they're doing the overtime restart. He's gonna be like twenty second all day, and then he's just gonna show up. Yep, the final restart. Yep, that's how it always goes with Logano. And watch Larson too. I don't, you know, that five teams a little True. weird, but you know, he's I mean, he's still chasing that first one at Darlington. It's gonna happen one of these years, so. Swap. And you know what? At this point, don't count out Chris Busher because I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know what's going on either. Who knows? <laughs> He's he knows how to go back to back. So <laughs> yeah, he I mean, does. Oh God, man! I hope Truex doesn't win. I really need Truex to not win this week. Ooh. I I don't feel good about okay. it. I don't feel good about that. But also, I didn't want I'm... you to have Hamlin because I felt like when yeah. I let you have Hamlin at Pocono, that Pocono was a really good track for True. him. I feel like Darlington's a really good track for him. I didn't want you to have Hamlin, so. Fair. Let's see. All right. IndyCar Portland. I extended my already clinched championship lead. I know Zach loves hearing me say that. It is 17 to 5. You have a 12 point lead. I could only close it up to it be a six point gap if I win these next two races. That's so sad. All right. I have my pick typed out. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. I am picking Scott Dixon, and Alex is also picking Scott Dixon. No one's surprised. Um, he's really good at Portland. But, but you're gonna go with Polo. I was gonna give you Polo. Bros what? is too busy talking about Zach Brown and F1. I'm not, or I guess he's not talking about Zach Brown. Um, well, he's he ain't communicating with Zach Brown. Yeah. Oh, so maybe he's focused. I don't know. I got my second pick lined up. Yeah, me too. All right, three, two, one. You're taking Pato. I'm taking Pato Award. You're taking Alex Pillow because you think you're funny. 
Um, Last time you took Pato, didn't he like crash Scott Dixon and like have a, the worst day of his career or something? Well, I like what I've been seeing <laughs> out of this five team the last two weeks. Now, yeah, of course, it was at Indy, which McLaren just seems to be really good at Indy for some reason, and then also mm-hmm. Gateway, where Pato's just really good at Gateway. Um, I don't know. I have a good feeling about him. At I think he's he's got to get a win this year, right? Like you would think so. So, and I feel like. He's with this, you know, this championship battle going on. Palo might be in conservative mode. Joseph's washed. Scott McLaughlin, I don't, he might be up there. But um, I think Pato's just going to get the win. He No, he won't. McLaughlin <laughs> did win this race a year ago. I give up. I give up, Alex. He's not going to win. He's not. Because I picked him. If we swapped, this literally happened in Iowa. If we swapped picks, then your pick is going to win. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. literally what happened that at is Iowa. Like, I mean, literally we, how it we, works. We canceled out on Joseph, but like, literally at Iowa. That is yeah. literally how same it works. picks, but I, I'm excited for our NASCAR picks, man. That's gonna be. We might be battling for the win for that one. Like, actually, the win. Yeah. No, legit. But like, also, Larson's the wild card. But the thing we gotta so... watch last year. I mean, last year we saw Eric Jones go out and win that race, which is just the the wild. That's thing true. Out of true so it's technically i mean heck i mean and think about it the 600 too we saw ryan blaney win the coke 600 and it's a very similar race right so these endurance races especially with how these next gen cars are i think it will be another race of attrition and you can't count on anybody necessarily finishing the race which is kind of cool it's true so we could see someone we could see alex i bet chase elliott wins that would kill me if chase elliott wins darlington I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see it just one week too late. Oh, that'd be kind of funny, actually. That would be really funny. I hope that happens now. I thought about him. I didn't put him on my list, but I did think about him. All right. So, um, yeah. So if you want to follow us on X. Sorry, I just can't believe it's called X still. If you want to follow us on X, follow us at Gay Racing Pod. Follow me at GP. Follow Alex at New Gaiden. Um, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. So apparently on Spotify, you cannot write reviews. You can only leave star ratings. However, if you listen or don't listen on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a review. Of, leave us a five-star review because we're five. St- we're a five-star podcast, right, Alex? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Definitely. So leave us you a five star review. You almost kicked off the show earlier, but yeah. Right. So if you leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it at the end of the episode. Which I don't. I think we technically do have some, but they were from a long time ago. So get let's get some fresh ones, and we'll read it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And. By the way, Zach, you only mentioned X. We are on pretty much every oh, platform. Yeah. Same users. Sorry. I'm tired. No, it's okay. Let's say <laughs> all day. platforms. All platforms. <laughs> um, but yeah, hope you guys no, enjoy. I just want people thinking they only can find us on X. Only well. on X. Well, you can find us on yeah. X, all right. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> On the bottom. <laughs> great, great way to finish Alex the episode. Alex Bowman, he just can't feel... William Byron pushing him. I, I I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to tell you, man. That's why he couldn't make the playoffs. <laughs> he just can't feel it. Uh... Couldn't feel it. I don't know. <laughs>
I'm I'm glad this is at the end where no one's gonna. I hope no one's listening still. All right. Well, we're gonna head. Go ahead and head off, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. My voice cracked.